The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So welcome back to our exploration of renunciation. Such a scary word for some people. But you're still here, so... The... um, um, the Pali word that's uh, translated as renunciation uh, is nekamma. And um, there's a um, explanation of the etymology of the word, which I'm not sure is how sound it is. There's a, ten- there's a very strong uh, tradition, custom in Indian religions, Buddhist reli- Indian religions too, <coughs> um, teach by coming up with creative etymology for words. And uh, so I was t- uh, practiced in Burma with a famous teacher, and uh, he spent a couple of weeks <coughs> taking one word and giving Dharma talks. There's a whole series of days. Every day we had Dharma talk on one word. And his Dharma talks involved parsing the word up in different ways, different syllables, and coming up with all these creative etymologies in order to teach something. <coughs> Which one of those was the real etymology? I don't think he cared. <coughs> he, you know. So um, anyway, so there is an etymology for nekama, which I think is quite nice. And so in English, when we hear the word renunciation, we think of what we're renouncing, that we're giving something up. The word nekama apparently means, or can mean, um, to go forth. Or at least I know that when, when someone becomes a Buddhist monastic, um, <clears throat> they are the, that movement, that ordination movement, or that commitment to that lifestyle, there is clearly called going forth. And maybe Nakama maybe has that background in its etymology. Anyway, the connotations of Nakama are probably different in India than they are with the English word renunciation. And the idea of going forth into wide open space, free place. And then the analogy I like to use is that uh, you probably, hopefully you like your relatives <clears throat> and you like to see them once in a while. But all your relatives come together in winter time to stay at a one room cabin up in the high Sierras and you get snowed in. And you end up having to stay there together for three months until the snow melts. <laughs> And it's, you know, just, just you and your relatives in that one little cabin, one-room cabin, for three months, and you can't go outside. And uh, it might be fun for a while, and you play Monopoly and, you know, different things, but who knows what you do. But <clears throat> when you finally, the snow melts and spring comes, and you're able to leave, and you go forth out into the beautiful, wild, it's, you know, open Sierras, it's like, ha, oh, wow, you feel so free. It's feel good and clean and open and... And it's like a relief, maybe. So that, that, that's the spirit behind renunciation, <clears throat> the word nekama. It's not so much about what you lose, it's about what you gain. And, uh, and so what do we gain by renouncing is kind of the topic. And one of the topic, one of the things that's possible to gain is joy. In fact, I've learned that if, if I let go of something, if I renounce something, 
and I don't have some modicum of joy, something like Lord, some lightening up, some <clears throat> something that feels nice, <clears throat> I probably haven't let go. <clears throat> I haven't really, really let go in the, <clears throat> in the way that I should because I've let go of things, thought I'd let go of things, and I just it was neutral. <clears throat> oh, good, yeah, good, 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 Gil. You did a good job. You've let go of that difficult thing, and now I'll go on. <clears throat> and if I was just neutral, it usually came back to bite me <clears throat> some way or other. So I've learned that unless, to really know that I'm letting go well, there has to be something like joy or something like, you know, some situations are not joyful, so that's not always the right emotion. But some lightening or opening or feeling going forth, something I can breathe more easily. You know, or my breath is easier, my chest is more open, my mind is more uh, at ease. Some, some good quality that comes from the letting go. And um, so what do we gain from let, letting go? What, 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 you know, is a very important part of this whole exploration. <clears throat> so with that as the introduction, I thought we would do a little sitting. In the course of the sitting, I will offer you some guided meditation or reflection uh, to start our afternoon. So take a comfortable, alert posture. <clears throat> take some deep breaths. And if you're sleepy, use the in- inhalation to wake you up and bring you energy, maybe a little bit bigger inhalations. If it feels like you're maybe a little bit you know, ex- agitated from lunch, use the exhale to relax and settle in and help you relax your shoulders.
And then as we continue this sitting, I would like to first name a few qualities of being, states of mind or heart. And as you hear the words, see what resonates inside of you. See if there's a place in your body that you associate with this quality. And if something resonates or some place, you know, it's the place where this lives in you, or it invokes a memory, breathe with it, feel it for a while until I name the next one. So the first quality is joy. Joy. When there's joy, where do you feel that in your body? Where do you feel it in your mind? What's it like to have joy? Is there a place in your body that you most associate with joy, when you're joyful, this place is energized or active. And the next quality is happiness. When you feel happy, what is activated inside of you? Where do you feel happiness when you're happy? What's it like in your body, in your mind? And the third quality is peace. Peace. 
when you're peaceful, how does that feel? Your body and your mind? Where do you tend to feel it in your body? Whichever one of these three, joy, happiness, peace, that seems most accessible right now, most at hand for you. Sit here and breathe with that. Or breathe with that part of your body, through that part of the body where this particular quality tends to live. Maybe as you exhale, letting go of your thoughts and judgments, concerns, so you can kind of drop into this quality, like you would drop a pebble into a pond surface of the pond would ripple outwards. As you exhale, let go of your thoughts and drop yourself into the pond of joy or happiness or peace. Even if it's hardly there for you, but let it kind of ripple outwards through your body. Then I'll ask a question for you to consider, think about. What perspective does joy or happiness or peace bring to the movement of letting go? When there's joy or happiness or peace, What does that have to teach about letting go? What 
What relationship does having those states have with having, with letting go? How does having joy or happiness or peace support wise letting go? How does letting go support joy or happiness or peace? So, three questions. 
The first question is, if you, if you put on the glasses of joy or happiness or peace and look out on your life, what perspective does it provide you for letting go, for renunciation? Second question is, how does letting go support joy? How does joy support letting go? Those are three questions that I asked during the meditation. And um, any response you had to it is appropriate. So maybe one of the questions was nice for you or interesting or evoked something. Maybe all three of them were horrendous and <laughs> you could cringe at the very each one and that's interesting. Or they all were interesting and pr- provoked different things. Whatever your response is, that's where practice begins. That's where mindfulness to look at and be respectful for and try to understand ourselves in a new, new way or deeper way. So it's all, whatever would happen was fine. But as we go into this afternoon, what I like to do is a series of conversations. And the first would be for you to turn towards someone next to you, pair up with someone, and then just explain, tell the person what your response has been to these questions we had in the meditation. Uh, Any perspectives, any understandings, anything at all uh, that came up around this connection between joy and letting go. Happiness, letting go, peace, letting go. Uh, what came up for you? What's, what's that like? And, um, and you can have a free conversation back and forth. However, um, it's good to kind of err on the side of saying less rather than more. Try not to tell a long story. You know, this reminds me of, and then tell the whole story. Uh, the purpose of these conversations is not so much to tell someone else something, which is in ordinary conversations, we're informing someone. It's really for your own sake that you're exploring something as you speak. And if you, you already know the story. So for your sake, you might not need to say much about it. You can kind of get to the point. So it's more like saying the point. But only make one point at a time. And then allow the other person to make you know, one point or one subject or something. And so it's kind of like I'm going back and forth because don't say everything you can possibly say because then the other person won't have a chance. But, and also you won't have a chance to be inspired, influenced in a good way by what your partner says if you kind of do all the talking. So you want to kind of, it's like, kind of like a hot potato. You don't want to keep the talking potato <clears throat> too long. <clears throat> but you don't want to kind of be so brief that, you know, that you can't, you know, you're not making an offering to your friend. So, um, so say what you need to say, but then go, go back and forth a little bit. Does that make sense? So I don't know if we're odd or even, but I, don't, I think what we can do if, uh, uh, if we'll see what, if there's an um, odd number that the person doesn't have a pair come towards me and maybe I'll make one group of three. So go ahead and start and... <clears throat> 